0: Sign up today on the RMM-TV podcast. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's give the Lord some praise. Let's give Him some praise. Let's give Him some praise. Because God is about to speak. And when God speaks, things change. Things move. There's always a shift when God speaks. I want you to text everybody you know. Tell them to come on to the infinity center because there is a right now on time word i'm so glad to see you as you all come on alan good to see you alan good to see you christiano good to see you oh sheila jarvis nigel in australia our children in australia also our daughters in australia faith grace and elizabeth good to see you the lord bless you and so many of you are coming on right now. And I'm telling you, every time you come on, you might not realize it, but your faith becomes linked with mine. And that's what lifts my faith. You say, why? Because two is stronger than one any day of the week. So I want you to just lift your hands with me and create that atmosphere with me. Create the atmosphere for your breakthrough, for your change. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Text some people but you know. Tell everybody to come on. As you know, I can't call everybody's name out. Oh, hallelujah. And Deborah, God bless you. I know you're always there. God bless you. That we want you to just text everybody you know in Jesus' name. Tell them to log on now because you're going to hear an on-time word. I want you to say this after me. Father, put your hands on your heart. Say it after me. Father. I open my heart to hear what you're going to say to me. Speak, Lord. Thy servant heareth. Amen. I tell you, people, tonight I am so excited to get into this teaching to you, or, to, or this message to you today. And it's called Hearing the Voice of God. <clears throat> Listen to this. I'm going to ask you a question before I go into this message. How do you know when it is God speaking to you? How do you know? There's always a time in your life where there's some times when you just don't know if it's God or not, particularly if you are surrounded by so many different voices. How do you know it is God? Well, sometimes God doesn't always say what you want. He doesn't always say what you wanna hear. How do you know it's God? Sometimes when God speaks, some of the times it's not what's convenient, but it's what's necessary. How do you know when God has spoken? Write this down. It's very simple and clear. Romans 10 17. It's the benchmark for this teaching. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and by hearing by the word of God. People, I know we read the scripture. But yet this is where we falter. You say why? Because you cannot say that you've heard it enough if you don't possess the faith of the word. You cannot say that you've heard it enough if you don't possess the faith to see that promise come to manifestation. So you could hear something once or twice, several times. And guess what? it doesn't mean you've got the faith for it yet. You say, why? Because like how the word has to be formed in you, so does faith. And so faith is the evidence to you that God has spoken. The second way how you know that God has spoken is that it bears witness with your spirit. Those are the two simple ways. For you to understand when God speaks. His voice is the origin of faith. There is no other place for you to get faith from. You can't get it from another person, from another thing. Faith can only but come from God. Please hear me. Because today we're living in a time where so many of God's people are looking for alternatives. And when you look for alternatives, you're going to basically produce, um, how would, what, would, what would we say? You're basically going to produce a hybrid faith. That's why so many of the church is not walking in the supernatural, simply because of the mixtures that they've added to it. So please hear that simple truth again. If God has spoken, you're going to know because there's a faith to do it and a faith to receive it. Number two, how else do you know God has spoken? Well, number one. Sorry, I keep saying number one only because in my mind I've got about a dozen things here that's under one point. (laughs) Numbers 23, 19 declares these words. It says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Had he not said it, shall he not yet do it? Or had he spoken it, shall he not make it good? People, this is so clear. That when God speaks, he intends to do it. There's some of you right now, you're holding on to God's word, but you're beginning to waver. And let me tell you why. Because you don't understand this principle. You must first believe that God has spoken. Do you know for you to disbelieve God when he has spoken, that is an insult to give God? You say, why? Because in matter of fact, you are calling God a liar. Oh, my God, that's simple yet strong. How many times have we called God a liar without realizing it? Let's move on. The next point that is necessary for us to understand is this. God speaks on the basis of his ability to do a thing. Luke 1 verse 37 says, For with God, nothing is or ever shall be impossible. Nothing. Nothing. Now, you've got to understand, this is what comes to my spirit mantis to really break down to you. The impossible to man is often what he doesn't understand. Simple but clear. Hear it again. The impossible to man is, is what he doesn't understand. You say, why? Because you can't believe what you can't conceive. And so that's how you know that when you're moving in faith, you're going to move against reason. You're going to do things that do not make sense to you. You're going to do things that sometimes is the opposite To public opinion. Now it doesn't mean that public opinion is bad. And sometimes it doesn't mean that good advice is bad. But do you know that in leadership, and I want you to put this and make this a nugget in your life. Do you know that in leadership, one of the hallmarks of leadership is this. A leader that is different. A leader that has a vision seldomly accepts natural reason. You say, why? Because you're going to do things that have never been done before. And when you're going to do things that haven't been done before, guess what? There's no templates for it. So it's as new to them as it is for you, except you're the one that God is telling to do it. So the only reason why, it makes, why it's going to make sense to you is because God told you to do it and because he never told them to do it, it remains impossible to them. Oh my God, somebody just got set free right there. Somebody just got set free right there. And so the problem with some of us is this. We've been looking to people to give us reason but in reality, it's not the voice of God. And so hear it again. Faith often goes against reason. Faith goes against education. Faith often goes against science. Let me give you an example of how, I say, of how I'm telling you faith goes against science. In the last... Several in the last few thousand years, and I'm going to be generous. I could have said thousands of years, but I'm going to be very generous. In the last few, few thousand years or few hundred years, when was the last time you heard of a 90-year-old woman giving birth? No, you haven't because it hasn't happened. The last time that happened was with Abraham and Sarai. And if you look in the Hebrews account of how that happened, it says something very profound that me and Prophet Marina love to preach. It says that Sarai had strength to conceive. Watch this now. Sarai had strength to conceive. People, watch me right now. Sarai, at 90 years of age, she had strength to conceive. Watch it. Watch what I'm going to do. She had the strength. See, so you ought to see how we feel, naturally now you straight away would do this to conceive. That's true. This is where the manifestation came out of, but this is where the revelation was. At ninety, she could still conceive. <laughs> Hear me. You can be right now, and you can, no matter how old you are, no matter how you be, how long you've been in the situation. The issue is, can you still conceive it? Can you still believe it? Everybody is telling you it can't happen. Everybody's telling you it won't happen. And hear me now, and they're giving you the logics behind why it can't happen. There was lots of logic that was behind why Sarai could not conceive. She was barren. Her womb had never been able to carry seed. And at 90 years of age, she could conceive. Hear it again. Faith often goes against reason. So don't look to reason to confirm what you should be doing. Stop looking to reason to tell you if what you're doing is right or wrong. In fact, people, this is what's good. When everybody is giving you the consensus of why, all of, these things are, of why all of these things can't happen, when God does do it, they have to say it was God because they have all the reasons why it couldn't happen. So in other words, your faith caused the supernatural to come into the earth. And even man has to testify that what God just did in your life was supernatural. I'm going to say it to you again. The greatest men that have ever walked the face of the earth will hear reason, but they won't accept reason. Oh my God, I'm, I'm praying right now, but you hear that in the Holy Ghost. Oh hallelujah! Because if God tells you to do a thing, hear me now. If my God, mercy. Because if God tells you to do a thing, hear it now. If God tells you to do a thing, hear it again. If God tells you to do a thing, the thing is in you doing it. You didn't hear it. If God tells you to do a thing, the thing is in the is in you doing it. I'm going to say it to you again. If God tells you to do a thing, the manifestation of the thing is in you doing it. So that thing can't materialize till you do it. So you now have to forget what's going on around you. Forget what everybody else is saying. And guess what? Just do it. And when you just do it, God's going to manifest it. People, I can give you instances in my life where God told me to do things. One, first of all, I didn't have no reason to, uh, to, to disobey God. Let me give you an example. Years ago, years ago, the Lord said to me to go to Sierra Leone, Africa. And I, I didn't know, you know much about um, certain things I needed to get done. And I'll never forget, I bought a ticket, and I went to Sierra Leone. This is in my book, Eternity Invading Time. I got to the airport, and um, I presented my passport and my ticket, and the uh, travel agent said, um, Reverend McLean, because that's what's in my passport. Reverend McLean, um, where's your visa? And I went, um... What visa? All you needed was a passport. And they said, no, sir, um, you have to have a visa to go to Sierra Leone. And I said, uh, well, sir, you can't travel today. And I said, sir, I've got to go. I'm, I'm, I've got an assignment there. I've got to preach there. And um, long story short, um, sir, they said, So you can't travel. You don't have a visa. Now, him me now. all God told me to do was get a ticket and go to Sierra Leone. That's all he told me. So now, um, time goes by, and I go up to the desk again, and I said, sir, I've got to go. And, um, And then enough to say, the Spirit of God stood up inside of me, and I said, sir, that plane will not move unless I'm on it. And he looked at me. I think it was ever a woman, I think it was ever, I think it was the yeah, first time it was a woman, it's the woman. So the woman looked at me, because it was a woman. I'm sorry, it's a woman. So the woman looked at me and she said, We can't let you on. And I said, Ma'am, you don't understand. If I do not go on that plane, that plane is not moving. And then, so after a while, they began to basically mock my faith. And Marina was at the airport with me. And she said, well, honey, perhaps the Lord don't want you to go this time. And I said, no, I'm going. And just as you see me stand before you right now, the Lord said, put your hand up. And I I lifted my hand up like this. He said, turn your hand over. And I did this. And God said to me, that plane is in your hand. And he said, that plane will not move until you are on it. Because you've obeyed me," he said, "I'm going to show you who I am." Okay. This is what happened. Everybody started to board the plane. Okay, they closed the plane, and I and I went up to them again. I said, "Ma'am," and because because by now the woman had come out, she called her boss over, and she said, "Well, he keeps saying he's got to be on that plane," and this was what. And I kid you not. This is it, word for word what happened. I said, the plane will not move lest I'm on it. And they looked at each other and they saw me sitting down doing this. Okay, people left my hands before God. Everybody was boarded on the plane. The pilot turned on the plane, did everything he would normally do. And I tell you, before Jehovah God, the plane could not move. The plane did not move. They kept doing everything. The plane couldn't even move from the gate. They called people, they called engineers to come up and see what was wrong with the plane. They said, nothing is wrong with the plane. They said, for some odd reason, this plane cannot move. And Marina is watching me stand like this. And I walked up to them again, and I said, "I told you that plane will not move unless I'm on it." That was eleven o'clock in the morning. Okay, five o'clock in the afternoon, they were still there. The plane couldn't move. There was no bad weather or nothing. Okay, listen to this now. <laughs> they deplane the people, put them on again. Nothing would move. The first time they did it, they noticed I was still sitting there like this. I wouldn't move. And I said, Marina, you can go home now. You don't have to. I said, I'm going to be on that plane. She said, are you sure? I said, yes, darling, I'm fine. You can go home. Listen to what happened. I walked up to the desk and I said, sir, let me go on that plane. If you let me go on that plane, the plane will be able to move. Okay. They looked at each other and said, Okay. So, I go on the plane. Okay, people, I went on the plane, and I just did this. I, re- I, just, I just did this. And I said, I released the plane. And the moment I said, I released the plane, I physically felt something come out of my hand. God took the plane out of my hand. I sat down on the plane, and they upgraded me. Listen to this. The plane was normal. I got to Sierra Leone without a visa. Now, listen to me now. You're not telling me that that makes any sense. But you're forgetting something. I told you I heard God tell me to go to Sierra Leone. People, when I got to Sierra Leone, the signs the wonders and the miracles that took place there, I understand why the devil was trying to block me from going. So, my point is this that when you are moving in faith and faith kicks in, there's something in you that will rise to the challenge. If something in you does not rise, then you know it's not God. If it rises in you, then you know the faith has risen to face the challenge and some of you don't realize this right now your faith is rising to take the challenge can you believe that I was a young man they would have said crazy today and they let me on the plane without a visa and I was there for two months signs wonders and miracles mute people speaking people born mute Speaking for the first time, blind people seeing, people coming up out of wheelchairs, people brought there on beds, like in the Bible days, beds, getting up out of their beds, walking, people who were dying, getting up. People, I'm telling you what I know. If God speaks to you and you stand, the house of hell, will come against you with every reason you can imagine. And you know what's funny about the reasons? Every one of those reasons makes sense. And that's the key. The devil wants you to make it make sense for you to believe it. I'm telling you right now, we are on the, I just felt it right there. There's some of you right now, you just got your faith back. You just got your faith back. You say, why? Because you realize that when you gave in to reason, it was because you listened to the wrong voice. Oh, hallelujah, my God, have mercy. Oh, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. When God told you to do a thing, hear it again, when God told you to do a thing, the thing is in the doing of it. The materialization is in the doing of it. God's done his end. Until you do it, it can't manifest. Oh, hallelujah. For with God, nothing, whatever that thing is, is impossible. Listen to this now. Luke 1 verse 38 from the Amplified Bible. It says, then Mary said, after she had the visitation, Then Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be done unto me. May Hear this now. This is the key. May it be done unto me according to your word. Now notice this now. This was not done because Mary believed. Oh, this is too strong. This was not done because Mary had the faith to believe it. Mary had enough sense that we're not seeing today. Mary said, in other words, be it unto me just as you said it. Hear it again. Be it unto me, just as you said it. It's not how much faith you've got. It's if God said it. Because if he said it, God is what? Not a man that he should lie. Neither of a son of man that he should repent. For had he not said it, will he not yet do it. I just felt I could stop right here. I could stop right here. You know why? Because some of you realize you listened to the wrong voice. That's why you lost your faith. When you find out you're losing faith and not getting faith, it's because of what you're listening to. Mm. Well, let me just move on. The qualification for hearing God. The qualification for hearing God. Now hear what he says now. John 8, 47. He that is of God, he that is of God. See, there's an identity now. He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not because you are not of God. What a rebuke. What a rebuke Jesus gave to those who were listening to him. The reason why you can't hear the word and receive the word you're not of God. Now, now let's flip the script now. John 10, 26 and 27. Hear what he says now. But you believe not because you are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep heareth my voice. I know them And they follow me. You can't make it any clearer than that. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are reveals how you hear God. How do you hear God? Or let me say to you, simple ways you can hear God. Very simple ways. Let's read it. Acts Acts 13, verse 2. Listen to this now. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Stop right there. As they ministered to the Lord. Now, how do you minister to the Lord? Thanksgiving, praise, and worship, and giving. You minister to the Lord. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. So in other words, you minister to God first. He's going to speak back to you. And you're going to know it's him because he's going to make it clear. Then the next verse to, to, where it proves that is this. Sing, sorry, James chapter 4, verse 7 to 10. And this one is from the Amplified Bible. Because this one says it real, real clear. And I want you to write this down. This going to speak a lot to you. God's voice, his voice is personal and with purpose. Sing, sorry, James 4, verse 7 to 10 from the Amplified. So submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him. And he will flee from you. Come close to God with a contrite heart, and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. Be miserable and grieved and weep and weep over your sins. Let your foolishness, sorry, let your foolishness. Sorry, let your foolish laughter be turned to mourning and your recklessness to joy, to gloom. Hear what he says now. Humble yourself with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of God. And hear this now. And he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will give you purpose. Purpose gives direction for your life. Oh my God. Said said a whole lot right there. Hallelujah. Let's Let's close this out now. When God speaks, you'll know it. There's no word of God that is empty of faith. God's voice is the origin of faith. He speaks on his ability. He speaks on the basis of his ability to do the thing. We understand that with God, nothing is impossible. So when he tells you to do a thing, the thing is removed and becomes possible when you do it. Hallelujah. Oh hallelujah. Oh my God. Lift up your hands right there, right now, right where you are right now. Oh, yeah, Oh, your faith has come back to you, has come back stronger than before. Because now you're going to silence the voice of reason. And you're gonna focus in on the one voice, the voice of Hallelujah. Lift your hands up right now. i want to pray a prayer for you. Father, it is written. It is written that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We choose to hear only your voice because only your voice carries faith. And now, Lord, we receive that faith to do the things that seem impossible in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, right now for your people. Thank you for circumcising their ears, cutting everything away they don't need to hear. Now faith has come. Now let your people act in faith in Jesus name hallelujah amen I know you have received the word of the Lord today I feel it that that faith has come forth again I want you to lift your hands right now I want to speak this word to you as a servant of God I release you into divine potential I declare that gates, doors, windows be open to you and that you be given access to things that you've never had before. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. It is done because it has been spoken. Therefore, it is done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this week on the Infinity Center. We know right now that the Word of God is changing your life. But we always, we receive people's tithes and offerings here, and we want to release you to give. You know, people, I've learned every time you give, listen to this, you're building momentum. That's why if it doesn't happen instantly, it's going to happen sooner or later. You say, why? There's a momentum even in harvesting. So I want to encourage you, release your seed. Release the lease which in the mind of God is the seed, so that the harvest can come. I bless you right now. All the details are there for you to release your seed. And let me say this to you. It's wrong to release a seed without you believing God. Put your faith in your seed. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Join us again at the Infinity Center next week. Bye-bye. For more Breakthrough Encounters, visit us on rmm.live.